New Thought Guy. Three, two, one. You know, it is said that necessity is the mother of invention. I'm wondering, do you think that's true? Is it necessity that's the mother of invention? You know, no matter your gender, your what organs you have, or your relation to children, you are a mother. You may not be called that, or maybe you have, I know. <laughs> I might have once or twice in my life. And you have an invention. And the invention you have, the invention we all have, is your life. Necessity is the mother of invention. Now, I'm not talking about urgency, although you may feel urgent, and I'm not talking about difficulty, though you may be in difficulty, and I'm not talking about hardship either, though you may have some of that. The mother of invention I'm talking about is your primary driving force for your life. Not just a need, not just a requirement, your purpose, your purpose. Aesop wrote a fable called The Crow and the Pitcher. And in it, he tells this story. In a spell of dry weather, when the birds could find very little to drink, a thirsty crow found a pitcher with a little water in it. But the pitcher was high and had a narrow neck. So no matter how he tried, the crow could not reach the water. The poor thing felt that he might just die of thirst. Then an idea came to him. Picking up some small pebbles, he dropped them into the pitcher one by one. And with each pebble, the water rose just a little bit higher and a little bit higher and a little bit higher until at last it was near enough so that he could drink. The moral of the story, as Aesop's fables are, or Aesop, some people call it Aesop, is in a pinch, good use of our wits may help us out. Great story, great idea. But let me ask you this, do we have to wait to be in a pinch or in some sort of urgency, difficulty, or hardship to turn on our wits? Know that it never takes adversary, adversary, any any sort of adversary, any sort of difficulty, any sort of hardship for you to turn it on. Know that it never has to come to you after feeling stuck or useless or hitting bottom for you to turn it on. The power to create to mother a life of living your magnificence is available right now. 
You don't have to wait till things are difficult, till you're in chaos of some sort. The power and process has been given to you from spirit and is available to you, for you, with you right now. And that power and process is feeling and imagination. That's what it takes to create the mental equivalent to receive into your life, to experience into your life that which is your purpose, that is which is your desire, your, your requirement for now. To mother the idea and give birth to that, the power and process is feeling and imagination. We live in a creative process universe. And that creative process is embedded in each of us. And that embedded creative process is the mother of invention, the mother of our lives. Neville Goddard wrote, the mechanism of creation is hidden in the very depth of the subconscious, the female aspect or womb of creation. When you are able, when I am able to imagine the event and feel the feelings of, of expressing the event, then the event shows up. Or the actions that you must take to facilitate that event showing up become revealed to you. Feeling is the one and only medium through which ideas are conveyed to the subconscious. If you haven't learned that in other modalities or from other folk, read Neville Goddard. He has a whole book on that. You want money to buy, buy a plane ticket for somewhere? Why not just imagine and feel the result of that plane ticket with your name on it in your hand? Who needs the middleman called money? Not that money's bad, money is great, money is fine, money, money is that energy that, that we use, it happens to come in some sort of paper, but it's, it's the energy we use to purchase things, to, to have a, um, can't think of the word, but to have a transaction Energy is just a transaction. Money is just an energy that we move from, let's say, our pocket to somebody else's pocket. But we don't need the money necessarily to imagine and feel that plane ticket in our hands. Because we're not imagining stealing the ticket. We're not getting it nefariously somehow. We let the universe figure out the means. And the means may be money. You just know the end of the imagined story, the plane ticket for your next wonderful adventure in your pocket or in your hand. Your feelings create the pattern from which your word and your world is fashioned and a change of feeling is a change of pattern. A change of feeling is a change of pattern. You know, we get patterns in our lives. We get habits, patterns in other um, word for habit. We get these patterns in our lives. Trauma. 
of any kind causes a pattern, causes a feeling, what that which sticks with you, that memory that sticks with you, that gets in your way from trauma of any kind is the feeling, the emotion that was created during that trauma or because of that trauma or with that trauma. As you stick with this imagination and feeling practice for your desire, you mother the desire in your subconscious and thus send off clear instructions to the law. It's the same thing in shadow work. You're revealing those feelings, you're working with those feelings, and you're turning those feelings around or neutralizing those feelings. Francis Scoville Shin wrote a book called The Game of Life and How to Play It. And in it, she tells this story and she says, I knew a man who wanted to buy a fur-lined overcoat. He and his wife went to various shops, but there was a none that he wanted. And he said they were all too cheap looking. <laughs> Many of you who heard my, uh, my suit story um, might find some of this um, uh, uh, familiar. Anyway, he said they were all too cheap looking. And at last he was shown one. And the salesman said, this was valued at $1,000, but the manager would sell him this fur-lined coat for $500 as it was late in the season. So this man's financial possessions amounted to about $1,100, I'm sorry, $700. And the reasoning mind would have said, you can't afford to spend nearly all you have on a coat. But this man was very intuitive and he never reasoned never listened to those reasons from his ego. He turned to his wife and he said, if I get this coat, I'll make a ton of money. And his wife, well, she was a little weak in it, but she consented. About a month later, he received a $10,000 commission. This coat made him feel so rich, it linked him with success and prosperity. Without the coat, he would not have received the commission. It was an investment paying large dividends. And that's how she ends her story. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and spend beyond your financial abilities, nor am I condoning you buying a Fernline coat of any sort. Because it really wasn't about the coat itself, right? It was the feeling the coat gave him. He's the one who equated this coat to feeling rich. But it doesn't have to be the coat. The coat. It doesn't have to be the big ring. You have to feel rich to be rich. And I'm not just talking about money rich. I'm talking about any sort of rich, any sort of wealth, any sort of prosperity. You have to feel it. And you have to find within yourself that which will make you feel it. And if it's a nice jacket or if it's a kerchief of some sort or different kinds of glasses that help you with this feeling, then you acquire that. But you don't need it because the feeling's what's in here. Assume the feeling that would be yours when you realized or revealed that which you desire. Assume that feeling. 
That impresses the subconscious and puts you and your mothering system, your natural mothering system, whether you're female or male or whatever gender, it puts you in a state, not just a state of mind, but a state of being, a state of having, a state of living, a state of creating. Now, there are two gateways into the subconscious to facilitate this imagination and feeling modality. Number one is sleep. You know, a third of our life is sleeping. And that's good. I'm not saying that that's a waste. We need that. We need that to refresh, reboot our bodies and our minds. But it's also a natural door to the subconscious. In the state of sleep, the conscious and subconscious meet. It's like lovers touching. Neville Goddard wrote, as you feel, so do you impress her. And she, the perfect lover, gives form to these impressions and outpictures them as the children of her beloved. Feeling a function produces that state. Feeling the result of that event while you're in that event produces the state. That's why I recommend you state, you speak, and feel the affirmative incantations twice a day. They're not merely affirmations. That's the point of those. They're not merely affirmations. They're cleansings. They're rebootings. They're motherings. They're creatings. They are an imagining of their own a story that builds, inspires, motivates, and impresses upon your subconscious and your belief system these new ideas or ideas or patterns or habits that haven't stuck yet. Using these affirmative incantations does that. And it does it in your sleep as well as in your awaking hours so that it dips into and then soaks your subconscious with this beautiful idea to inspire and motivate and bring into your lives that which you have decided to create. Look, our volition or choice of reaction or response, our decision on what our perspective or perception will be, our turning on our connection to spirit or not actually, those are, are our truest freedoms. Not speech, not assembly, choice, decision, and flipping it on. Flipping on that switch. Now, the second gateway, of course, is prayer. Because when you, when you pray, that's where you really turn it on, connect to it, reveal it on purpose. Of course, the it I'm speaking about is the divine within you, that power of creation with you, within you. Prayer is not just a, an act of affirmative words to the universe or, or using spiritual mind treatment or, or other modalities of, of prayer. Prayer is in the words you say in conversation, the self-talk you think, the meditations you have, the thoughts you bear and hold. Those become patterns. Those are prayers. As they say in, in unity, all thoughts are prayers. 
When you assume and affirm the feeling, declare the possession of it, and reveal the divine power of love and intelligence that is within you, using patience, persistence, allowing, listening, letting go and surrendering and surrendering and, and speaking and being appreciative and grateful in your word. You're turning it on. It, that divine in you is being turned on by those actions. Those are the processes going on in our sleep and our prayer. Imagination is the key. Feeling is the secret weapon. Declaring it is that gavel hitting the table. I declare, boom, it's done. And connecting to the love and wisdom of the universe. That's the power. That's the power. And that power is there from day one. All the time. Now, like I was talking about before the shadow work, you can do all the shadow work you want and it's great and it releases and it opens you up or other modalities like shadow work. Because those bring into your life having uh, unconditional self-acceptance and unconditional other acceptance and, and life acceptance. In there, you identify irrational thought patterns and beliefs and, and you begin to challenge them as irrational beliefs and you gain insight and you change behavior and you let them be accepted and neutralized. That's fabulous work. I've done it and I continue to do it until I no longer react, I respond. But without the commitment to turn it on, to turn the divine on with your mind and heart and then listening with your gut, this divine matrix I constantly talk about, without that commitment to turn it on, your foundation is rocky. And we don't want a rocky foundation. Rocky mean moving, not rocky meaning rocks, but movement. Yeah, we want movement of energy, but we want it to be solid. In honor of mothers everywhere, let's step in and mother ourselves. Turn it on, your connection to the Divine Mother in you. Turn it on and watch your life change. Watch your patterns change exponentially for your good. Blessings to you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, namaste.